Does that count as Dave's docs for the day? <laughs> start a podcast let's do it buddy uh episode 53 boom gearbuds podcast coming coming at you i was gonna say coming at you live but it ain't live because this is recorded it's kind of live it's it's live for us right now we're talking to each other we're from, in the moment from our own homes back to back and not but but not back to back not i not eye to eye boy i'm really stumbling over my words already today that's all right you know we've been thrown off a little bit today so it's uh, you know, it's good. We, we have. We're recovering. Yeah, we, 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 that, let's just, let, you know what, this is a time for radical candor in our lives. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, let's just be, let's just be understanding. This is going to be a little bit of a slapdash thrown together episode. We were supposed to have a guest today for, with the, whatever, shit happened mm-hmm. and we had to, we had to reschedule. So we had to, we had to throw together an episode that we still wanted to get out and we're doing uh, it. Here we're, we're doing it. So we're putting let's out just the dive content. in. Yeah, let's do it. Symphony of Corrections. Reminder. Cables are tone tubes. They are. Um, they sure are. I will say that uh, we've got. I've got my first. I know. I think we might have talked about it a little bit, but I've spent more time with the uh, the, the wireless connector tone tube. All right. Uh, to to attach your wireless pack to your guitar and then have free reign. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we have actually. We brought it up. Uh, you brought it up last week. I think that you got it right. Yeah, right. But now I've been living with it, and and being able to just walk around with my guitar strapped on and not even think about it is the greatest gift for at home guitaring that I've had that I've added to my setup in years, man. Can I be honest? The one guitar I see you walking around your house with is actually the Gibson Explorer. You know, I got to be honest, I haven't done that yet. It's yeah. been mostly the three thirty five. You know why? Because it's so metalocalypse. You know, like you just always have the guitar with you. <laughs> exactly. So you could just. Be oh, speaking in. of metalocalypse, by the way, I was actually going to bring it up, and I think I might have forgot to put it on the outline here. Uh, metalocalypse is now streaming free on the Adult Swim app. Fuck yeah! All four seasons. So uh, it's been a while since I sold my DVDs and had access to all of them all the time, mm-hmm. and I am fucking excited about that. I started watching season one a couple nights ago. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, tone tubes, they're a thing. Wireless is fun. Um, I highly recommend if you've never had even just like a cheap out of date wireless and had it just around the house. It's so, it's so choice. Now and can now I, I can mean, get a tone tube wireless connector. Personal yep. question. Yeah. Have you tried the number two with the, with the wireless going? Oh no, absolutely not. Come on, man. I, I, number two, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just that I, I have, I have definitely gone, gone numero uno. Oh yeah. And that seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to intermingle, um, you know, flying fecal matter with, with my 74, 335. It's probably been through. Maybe, worse, you right? know what, you know what, dude, I've got it. Actually, I've got it sorted out. I just, <laughs> I just figured it out. You have there. Now we need to have a, a toilet guitar. Like you have your bathroom guitar that you just yes. leave in the bathroom all the time with its, with the fucking wireless pack. And now you can, uh, now you can, you can, you can jam from the pooper. You can even hang it from like the, uh, you know, like where the towel rack is, just have like a guitar oh, hanger wait, right there. Dude, I, but there isn't there is an issue. I mean, I don't think guitars really like that much humidity, so they don't. Maybe they it'll don't. have to be. It'll be a cheapie. Maybe like or 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 just like a carbon fiber. Oh, like a, oh, a Steinberger, a rain, a rain song, right? A rain song. Well, <laughs> right, rain song. Oh, and then actually, yeah, you can just leave it in the bath at that point. So then you know it even can need float. To take it more yeah, it just your, floats around. Love it. Uh, that was Future cool. Gear, right? <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's like future future gear right there uh follow us on instagram and facebook uh subscribe spotify apple podcast stitcher google play uh apparently like 
50 other things I didn't even realize until recently are also syndicating the show. So you can find it everywhere. Go subscribe. Nice. Uh, also go to beer, beer buds, go to gearbudspodcast.com slash free dash stuff. Uh, that's where we're keeping a list of all the free stuff that's out there, especially right now while we're all stuck at home from cool companies. So go check that out. Have I talked about the website redesign yet? Nope. That was news. Got a website this redesign. Week. Yeah. New, new this week. Uh, it's still, I'll be honest. I love the, I love the desktop layout and I love the way that it plays. I, I, the mobile is still is good, but not great. There's still some things I don't like about it, particularly the way the, um, the top navigation scrolls, but you know, I'm st- I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, but go check it out. We've got a new layout. It's, I think it's cleaner. I think it's easier to use. I think it's a little more attractive, uh, but it. also I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there to you, my man. I feel like one of the things is that we, we tend to switch up our logo every now and again. And I think maybe it might be time again. Okay. I'm down. I think I think I, th- I think maybe just like if you find yourself with a couple two three minutes and you feel like hey uh, maybe maybe I'm gonna throw some ideas at Hank maybe you could do that and we'll get a new uh, new logo out to the folks. Let's just change it up, you know. It'll be fun. Yeah, dude. I I the, I feel like we've had a bunch of good ones already, so why not just keep the train rolling? We don't have to like just have one forever. I know? totally we're agree. Not, we're not the stone. Maybe uh, if you got we're not the stone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the tongue? Is the tongue? The tongue. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the main thing. When did they come out with the tongue? That's the question. I, that's right? a good question. I don't know. The early seventies, maybe. I Throw think? that in the symphony next week, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, dude, that'll be fun, man. I'll check something out. <laughs> sweet uh but yeah there's some free stuff out there a couple things i've checked out uh don't need to get them too deeply but i do recommend them baby audio put out something called the magic switch which i know you're gonna be like what but it's a chorus plugin that i actually like it it kind of sounds like the chorus on a uh on a roland uh, juno synthesizer okay Uh, that's but you know I, i i think the trick with it is to put it on an aux like put it on ascend and then and then blend that in like you don't want to just like go full in my opinion full chorus but probably others would disagree uh also there's a free hammond b3 organ instrument uh plugin that sounded pretty nice i do i already had a couple other organ plugins but okay it's a pretty good one so uh go check the i'll throw those up uh for tomorrow go check out the gearbuttspodcast.com site for more info yeah man always um, keeping you guys updated with um uh, with new cool free stuff new free stuff uh you know i'm just gonna start talking about myself a little bit what's been going on with me i've been keeping busy talk you to know? me buddy yeah what's up? uh it's it's important to keep busy right now because otherwise uh we can lose our minds a little bit uh for me at least and so i did something i hadn't done in a while i actually backed up my hard drive and then backed up the backup hard drive and cleaned out my main ssd on my on my computer and shit is is cooking along a little bit more quickly than it had been before oh really yeah, man, just like doing doing a little bit of computer cleanup was a really good thing. I guess I was pretty close to full capacity on the internal hard drive, and yeah, that will tend down. to slow things down a little bit. So, uh, clean that out. Backed up a bunch of episodes I, uh, of of this show. You know, nice. Just like I don't I don't need to have all fifty episodes on my main hard drive. Like that shit can just go on a backup somewhere. Because you know, I like what would be the worst case if we <laughs> lost those files anyway? Like, oh, there's still the the wave file on the internet as it is yeah. so we don't need to like go back and remix exactly you're not gonna like yeah you're not gonna open that ever probably yeah man uh but you're uh you've been keeping busy you told me about a little uh little post malone video you were watching oh i was into the uh yeah it was on friday um post malone streamed a, a live i guess it was kind of just a live band practice which was really fucking cool um, and they covered Nirvana. So it was him, um, Travis Barker on the drums and two of, two of his buddies were on uh, bass and guitar, fantastic musicians all around. I mean, the band was 
the band was rehearsed. I mean, they sounded, they sounded as good as Nirvana, you know, and, uh, I'll be honest, man. I thought Post Malone really did a great Kurt Cobain. It, I don't even—I don't even want to say it was an impression. It sounded like he was just singing the songs, and he just happened to sound like Kurt. So, to be fair, I think it was probably—you know—and as a huge Nirvana fan, I think it was probably one of the best Nirvana tributes I've ever heard ever. Um, Damn, that is—that's a major praise. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I would say just log in and watch it. What's really cool is they raised uh, two and a half million bucks. Google matched the other half. So they raised five million bucks for charity, which is really cool. Wow. Too. Do you know, do you happen to remember what the charity was? Uh, just World Health Organization, I think it went to or, you know, nice. COVID research type stuff. But yeah, so it was all COVID based. Um, it was out of his basement, which was like, you know, he's playing in front of the bar. And there's like, I don't know if you saw any screenshots from it, but he was like, he's they're both wearing uh, him and the bass player are wearing moos. Awesome. La no, I, I think I've seen, I saw yeah I saw a screenshot of him playing that fifty eight Lester. So, but yeah, and I was gonna get into know. the gear. Um, I don't know what the acoustic was he played too because he did a couple songs acoustic. It looked like an old Gibson or a Martin or something. It was really cool. And then he played a fifty eight burst, which was like, mm. is it his? Did he did did he address it? The elephant in the room. Uh, you know like, what? Like, it, how do you know it was a fifty eight? Ah, that's really funny you asked because I was gonna ask you, but I was like, ah, I already nagged you enough to like watch it, so I was like, I'll leave him alone. <laughs> And then, and then the guitar player said, um, I don't know, he said something like, oh, you know, this is feeling kind of heavy on my, you know, on my shoulder or something. And then the other guitar player said, dude, that's that 1958 weight. And huh. that's, that's how I picked up that it's, it's a 58. Well, maybe, I mean, I'll, 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 now I definitely will have to watch, uh, or just look it up online. Cause I'm sure people have already talked about it. I mean, I, I wouldn't, wonder, I, you know, of course me. I have to wonder if it's a custom shop or if it's an actual, 58. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell from the video. Um, cause there wasn't like any really good shots of it. Now let's be honest. The dude's got millions and millions of dollars. I wouldn't, and you know, we know that he's like a vintage gearhead. I mean, he's been to CME, he's been to Groons, you know? Yep. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he owned a Same. real 58. You know? Oh, he can afford it. Plus the time to play it would be in your basement on a live stream covering Nirvana. By the way, I, I did text you um, the 58, whether it was real or not, sounded amazing. Drop down. I think in the other guitar player was playing a, like a gold top. So that was drop down. So Nirvana wow, with less Pauls for yeah, Nirvana. That's, yeah, that's weird. It kind of had this really heavy sound for some reason, <laughs> you know. I'm sure yeah, who who'd have thunk a couple Lester's uh, played played loud through Marshalls? I'm guessing they're using and, uh, Marshalls. Yeah, and quick mention, uh, the bass player had a Rickenbacker that looked it looked actually like a newer one, but it was like a cool, you know, sun. Uh, what do they call it? A Fireburst Rickenbacker, Fire oh, Glow. Yeah. And then Fire he also and he also had a P bass in a different tuning, which was looked like some kind of custom shop P bass. And then the Travis had a um, green sparkle Ludwig, which. I would probably assume was like an old one because it just looked fucking amazing. It's a very cool green, like a green champagne sparkle color. All right. Now you've officially made me decide I have to watch it. Other, a couple other people have told me to, to check it out too. I just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I grew up liking Nirvana, but I'm not going to sit here and act like they're like my favorite band of That's all fine. time or anything. Yeah. Like I was a little bit, I feel like the people that I knew growing up that were into it were a little bit older than me. It was way more important to them, but I still of course have retroactively loved Nirvana. What's cool. And, and like yeah. Post Malone, I've never really gotten into, like I don't yeah. dislike the dude. I just have never really listened to his music. So yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of like, well, I don't know if I'll watch that, but no, now I guess I have to. It's actually better that you said that you're not like a huge Nirvana fan Rather than be like, no way, dude, no one can cover Kurt, bro. You know what I mean? Like one of those yeah, types right. of things. Because I, it, is, I, it isn't holy to me. I sent it to some of my closest friends who are like obsessed with Nirvana. And I was like, and they were like, this is fucking amazing, dude. 
Like he's like, he almost in a creepy way, like, you know, brought in the ghost for a second. Like it was there. It was really cool. So check it out. The performances are great. Nice. Um, can't Dope say Rex, man. about it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was telling you about, I watched, uh, I, I also watched a live performance, except it was a live performance recorded from 1996 yes. of, oh, um, of Radiohead playing this. at Metro. <laughs> so, uh, it was right. This was 96. So I think that, you know, they would have probably been writing songs for okay computer, but it, yep. it was like definitely Ben's time. Yep. Uh, and uh, it was a pro shot. I think that was made for like a DVD or something like that. But they radio had put it on their YouTube uh, of them playing at the Metro, which, of course, you know, we've played there like one of my favorite venues venues in the world. And just to see one of my favorite bands of all time, it's sort of the rise to their power playing there was super cool. But so obviously, you know, they played great songs and everything and, and it was all good. But then I had to send you one specific part. Yeah, because when they got to probably actually, I, I think my favorite song, if mm-hmm. not one of top two favorite songs on the Benz, which is Black Star. Mm-hmm. And uh, like about it's, you thir- know, it's kind of a, minutes into the concert. yeah, I think 12, 13 minutes into the into the show. Uh, and it's that's a pretty sparse song in a lot of ways. Like it does get big and does the, you know, 90s, loud, quiet, loud, quiet thing it's got but a like really it, melodic goes, bass really melodic when it goes down <laughs> it goes to, like yeah it's very bass focused bass and vocals <laughs> and colin greenwood's bass was completely fucking out of tune like, like every i think it was string. I don't know. Like I couldn't tell. I could, I think it might have been the low E string was yeah. fucked up somehow because eventually later on you could tell that he was trying to play around that string. But man, any time he would hit that low note, it was like watching one of those like you know shreds videos, like Radiohead shreds, where it's like purposely bad, Dude. and you could see Tom York getting so pissed off about it because yep. he keeps. His brother too, man. Like Johnny looks over at him and is like, "Dude, are you fucking kidding me?" So right when it starts happening, um, he goes right up to the amp. He puts his ear up to the speaker, like to try to yeah, tune he, it by he ear. Can't hear shit during the song too. And, right. Um. It's oh my god. And you know, here's the best part, man. I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. The best part is he kept playing the line. Like, there's nothing funnier than hearing somebody like confidently play the line they're playing, but it's like just a little out of tune. Like you said, it was like a shred video, man. It's one of the. Funniest All right, you things. know what? One of the, one of the Facebook posts this week, you've got to put it up. At, okay. At like and at that, you know how you can like choose yes. it from that specific time. Just put yes. it at like right as the beginning of that song. I will. You have to. You'll have to remind me, dude. I right. definitely will post that, man. That's so funny. That's awesome. It just uh, uh, the whole band's looking at him, man. Even the drummer's looking at him. Like, come on, man. Like, what is going on? It's so funny. It's hard to listen to because especially I love that song, and there are moments where it sort of gets buried, especially when it gets loud and, yeah. and everything. But man, when it cuts down to just like bass drums and vocals it's so <laughs> bad uh, uh, but you know it's good that the, we get to watch these things right now because we can't do we can't go to shows right now and that's yeah. a fucking bummer well, have that's you been I, have you felt the bummer of that at all well that's what i was thinking also about the post malone thing uh not to go back to it but i was like why am i so excited because it was streaming live and i'm like these right. guys are doing this right now even though i'm at home um I, I got the energy from it. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why I liked it so much. Like if I went back and watched it and, you know, after this is over or in a few months or whatever, or in a year, will it be like, you know, as dramatic? So the point is, I think that was one of the first live things I've watched since I've been home. Cause there hasn't been a lot of content that's like, you know, people playing live, live, you know, must watch. There was that giant Did you watch Lady the Stones? Gaga thing. The Stones thing uh, last, I didn't watch it. 
I so I didn't uh, I didn't see, I didn't watch it live, yeah. but I w- went back and watched some of the performances from it, and um, it was it was I, it was fine. People seem to to be freaking out about the Stones performance more than I actually was. I was like, like yeah, it's cool. It, they thought it was amazing. And, and I found you know obviously Mick him singing playing acoustic guitar that sounded actually really great that was yeah. probably my favorite part of it but i don't know it was just like it didn't really didn't really knock my socks charlie off like charlie was watts for. was like playing on tupperware or something i heard or is he he didn't have a real drum set with him did he no he didn't but the, the but it sounded like real drums and that was the other thing i didn't really mm. understand what happened with that so yeah i think it was like some sort of weird play along thing i don't know it was fine i'm glad that people are doing it honestly but at that one that one in particular wasn't well i know i know we've touched me. on it and Maybe maybe too much, but I, I want to bring it right back because I feel like every week new stuff is coming out. Is there a fucking way to like play live and stream it at the same time? And I I don't know. There are, are so I've actually started doing some research on that, but not enough to confidently have a segment on it in the show. But I yeah. there there is there is actually one thing that I did want to talk about with that a little bit later, but we can. We can touch on it now, and for sure. a, a little, a little future, future gear. There's this piece of software um, that isn't exactly what you're we're talking about, but it. I think you're going to dig it. It's by a company called Soundation, and it's called Collab Live. And the the best way that I've found to describe it so far, and just my investigation, early trying it out, is it's like Google Docs for uh, recording music. So like. I, you and I could both be on the same session on our, it's browser based. So we both have our browser open. Mm-hmm. We have the session open. Like I can see your mouse clicking around. We can like record, you know, stuff, throw it in there, do like MIDI tracks, right. move levels around, mix around like in real time in collaboration with another human. So like, okay. Yeah. You know, so like kind of, I would imagine there's, there's definitely a way to like stream that also that's so that's like an extra layer on top of it but yeah to, there are some things like I, there's a company called jamulus there's a few uh, i can't come up with off what the was top the of jam hub thing remember that thing the jam hub that came out a few years ago even well that wasn't um that was like for the same room though oh jam hub that... was like it was like it was basically just you're like right. a fancy mixer oh uh, you're right all yeah yeah, yeah. i thought they had something with like a dial up type of support or something but maybe not i don't I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. That would be hilarious, though, if it had like a fourteen-four baud modem to plug into the thing. <laughs> that is definitely a sound that you know they say like uh, you know kids won't understand. Yep. That 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 the feeling of that sound is is a major one for sometimes me. Sometimes I sure. sometimes I Google that sound just to hear it again. You know, just to remind myself how good we have. There you it. go. Yep. But hey, so I do want to real quick bring it back. Like I, w- I wanted to ask you, we're watching mm-hmm. these live shows and stuff. When, yes. And, and I actually read a thread on uh, the gear page. Some people started talking about them. I'm curious what you think. Like when, when do you, when do you think we're going to actually be able to see live music again? Man, it's, it's, it's really hard to say, man. Um, because even if they allow us to like go back out, open restaurants, bars, that type of stuff, I don't know if they're going to have like venues are going to be open. And then there will definitely be limits on how many people like the capacity percentage. And that can sort I, of thing. can I throw something out? I, I'm going to predict something really strange with music that goes aligned with, uh, with some of the comedians I follow are talking about what's going to happen right now is theaters aren't going to be allowed to open because it's too many people, but you're going to have like small bars are going to be open. So larger acts are going to come down to smaller shows potentially um which could be insane you know if you that think could about be really cool but i don't th- see how that solves the problem because there's st- you're oh, still I'm, gonna 
Like you're st- there, that's there's people are still going to want to, especially even more so, want to pack into tiny places right. well, on exactly. top of each other to see fucking the Stones playing Double Door. You know? Exactly right. That's exactly what I thought of. Um, no, I'm not saying that's going to be like the answer to it. I think, but as as things slowly open, I think large venues like that are going to probably be the last thing. Like places where five thousand or two thousand people can congregate. You know, unfortunately. That, but that I just almost feel like that would be a better way because you go. could spread like, it out more. Because then you can spread it out more, and people will have to enact like we'll have to be smart around each other and 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 there will be a lot of personal responsibility involved. Right. I don't know. I just like I feel like there's got to be some things we can do once it's more under control and we have proper testing and everything mm-hmm. to to allow in some way to for for that for us to share in that way again because I just feel, I don't know. I mean, people people love live music, man. It's such a major part of life for for everybody, really. Oh, it's man. hard for me to imagine not having that for like the whole summer. I mean, I saw here in Chicago, they cancel all the street fest for the yeah. summer, and that I mean, that just like broke my heart. That's that yeah. is summer for me, and and we can, I, I, there's got to be ways of us to not obviously you can't out you can't out tough a virus like it's right. about outsmarting it and and, taking, yes. and controlling it, but like there there has to be we have to find some ways I think to to try to still communicate. I mean, maybe it is just like people playing on their rooftops and like, I don't know, there, there, there's going to, I just, I'm, I just wanted to brainstorm a little bit. Like if you yeah. thought there were any ways that we could sort of well, start to do this again, I gotta be honest. Yeah. Um, geez, going back to it again, but like the live stream of that was what we have right now. Right. So that, you know, I did get energy out of seeing a band play completely live. Now those guys were in the same space, you know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, a zoom video. Um, so to see that brought me so much joy just to see like a band together playing. Um, I think right now that's all we have. I don't know. I mean, to, even if you did a rooftop, you'd have people on the streets would, you know, if it was a big band, right. they'd fill yeah. up, you know, if you had the fucking Foo Fighters or something like playing on a roof, like people are going to go watch it, you know? So. I have to wonder about VR and if there's, if there's room for, virtual reality to to sort of help with that sort of thing yeah too. like yeah. Where, where there are scenarios where you could have you know say the band properly distanced in a room with cameras and a crew or whatever but yep. then also have that as a vr live stream where people can can take part in that I don't, that could be that could be pretty interesting yeah it's kind of funny you brought that up because they've actually i mean they as in like people who are really into tech have been talking about this for like 10 years, like before any of this was like a necessity or like something that was an actual thing. They've been talking about doing like you're an avatar and you walk into a room and there's other avatars in there and you know, you kind of look around at each other and stuff. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I've seen bands do like the Oculus, like streaming thing. I think, I think it was like incubus or somebody did like, they put up 3d cameras everywhere and then they just stitched it together and they played, I guess it wasn't live in the moment, you know. I guess that's right. the hard part, you know. Is making yeah, it's it. it's connecting the link of the stream to the cool technology we have, and and I've heard about there's some I haven't checked it out because I don't play Fortnite anymore, but there's like some Travis Scott Fortnite world that's supposed to be really insanely cool and just oh, like really? an artist being in the in this like VR video game thing. Oh, and wow. I mean, I think you know, I like I, I I part of my time at Microsoft, I worked on Hololens, which is their virtual reality. It's not virtual reality; it's augmented reality headset. Right. Uh, and to me, I think that's the coolest shit because what it, you have the you have the headset on and 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 you're seeing really amazing graphical images and things that aren't there, but also you're you can see through it. It's it's plexiglass. It's like having you know like a visor on, so you're still in your environment and in, in, in your world, but then having like something else right broadcast into that. Uh, to me, I, that that's the way I uh, that I would be most excited about it. Trying to somehow bring almost sort of you know fucking Star Wars uh, 
help help me obi-wan you're my only hope like that little projection sort of thing of like a person a, coming a, a hologram, That'd be super cool. right? holograms yeah getting getting holograms sort of in in your own in your own living room of watching like a band play I, that would be I'd, be I'd pay some money for that well and that's what they're kind of saying about um like you know whether you agree with it or not with the 5g technology they think that they're going to be able to do holograms and that type of communication soon it's it, it blows my fucking mind that you even have to say whether you agree with it or not about 5G. Like sure. how fucking batshit crazy the sure. internet and the and the world has gotten about 5G sure, technology. Sure, sure. They're out there. I'm not, I'm not I'm not attacking you. I'm just like that. That no, just pushed no. the button for me because I've seen so I've gone I, down so many rabbit holes of just pure insanity. Yeah, people making shit up and like and and treating it as if as if it's real evidence of of. 5g technology that right. that dude like i don't know if you know this but like it's been out for a while it's not like all of a sudden 5g just came out like those frequencies just came out the towers like those, man. we've been we've been broadcasting at the, on those frequencies for a long time it's not like that's that's news dude what was that that Anyways. meme that meme with the 5g towers with like the gangsters hanging <laughs> from it like, <laughs> and it took me a second i was like i don't really get it <laughs> like okay i got it that was yeah. a good one, man. Um, that, yeah, that no, solid, but fuck man. all that. But they're saying, like, honestly, I mean, look, dude, they brought Tupac back. Did, I didn't see that, like, at Coachella or whatever it was. Look, dude, they brought Tupac back. That was a hologram, yeah, right. wasn't it? Right? Totally. And and actually, I know that that company that, uh, that staged that and put that on has since gone under. And they were, our, as far as I know, one of the sort of leaders in that space. So that's kind of a strange wow. thing. Well, but I maybe mean, maybe it's the time for them to relaunch. You got to think about the demand. You know, like there there really wasn't a necessary demand for something like that. But maybe now there is. You know, maybe. You know what I've got some demand for, brother? What do you got, bud? Dave's docs. Oh shit! Uh, we're getting into it today, man. Yeah. Um, I thought this was yeah, cool yeah, because yeah. this just came out on Friday. If you have Apple TV, whoa. The Beastie Boys documentary came Timely. out. Timely, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is did that you called? See any, uh, it's called The Beastie Boys Story. Or Beastie yeah, Boys you story. know, I did actually, I read the, the Pitchfork review. Yeah, well, oh, fuck reviews. <laughs> I don't know what they said about it. I thought it was interesting. Um, first of all, it's not a doc where like they have a narrator and like they're kind of, mm-hmm. it's the two guys on stage, um, Adam and Mike, who are, you know, right. and then the other, the other Adam uh, passed away from cancer in 2012. They, uh, they're telling the story. So it's kind of cool. If you like that, it's a live show. Like there's a crowd. It's almost like a stand-up thing with a screen behind them. It's really an interesting approach like to the a, whole thing. like a sp- spoken word, like a slam, slam Beastie Boys well, night. Well, what's funny is they had like a fuck up and he's like, oh, my teleprompter froze up. And he's like, you're using a teleprompter? Like they were kind of messing with each other and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. Um, but they basically, they're just that. telling the story of the, the whole, I love, I mean, you know, this is why I watch documentaries. I love the old shit. I love like what happened when you were like 16, 17, 18, 19, yeah. you know, 30, you know, like what happened to all that? Um, so it really goes goes way way back. I didn't know that like they were like buddies with Rick Rubin and uh, Russell Simmons. I've heard things about that, but I'm no I'm no Beastie Boys expert. I could use a documentary. Yeah. So like um, Rick Rubin was like what like literally like the fourth member. Like he hung out. He did like a lot of their promo. Um, obviously, probably had stuff to do with their recording and stuff like that. But and then he knew Russell Simmons, and Russell Simmons, the president of Def Jam. And he, they had Run DMC signed, and they were basically like, "Yo, we got these three white boys. Like, let's dress them up crazy, and like, let's make them like kind of they're kind of rock stars because they were like a hardcore punk band, you know, when they yeah. started." Um, really, really interesting story. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the entire thing. Uh, I'm about halfway through it, but uh, definitely, definitely fucking recommend Beastie Boys story. It's on nice uh, man Apple TV. 
So great recommendation. That's that's very timely. Like you're 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 hip. You're with it. You know, I get excited when like someone's like, "Oh, we're releasing one on Friday," and I was like, "Oh, I can watch that and then talk about it two days later." So that's perfect. Yeah, man. I um, what do you got for I, us? I uh, I got something for us, but before before so. I do have a record that I would like to talk about in this week's Riff Library. Excellent. But before that, yes. I want to talk about a book that is not out yet that I heard about um, because it. I've read some quotes from it that I'm going to share, and it is one of the fucking most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Did you hear about <laughs> this new Eddie Van Halen book? Or yeah, I think it's – I don't know. I can't remember if it's the whole Van Halen band. It might be just about Eddie Van Halen, uh-huh. uh, a, a book that's coming out soon about him uh, with a story about him and Fred Durst. Have you heard about this yet? No. What? Oh man. Okay. Wait a minute. I got. I, I just got so excited. I basically forgot how to talk for a minute there. But basically, here's what's happened. Here's Did you just happened. put their okay. names in the same sentence? Dude, just just hold on to your fucking pants here. Uh, back when we were when I was in high school, uh, Limp Bizkit, uh, they lost their their guitar player Wes Borland, um, and they held open auditions and 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 before we get into the main story i would just like to point out that this is i i auditioned for for limp, limp biscuit when i was in high school what you did i i feel like i feel like we we must have talked about this at some point but it's by your reaction i'm i'm guessing that that hasn't happened maybe it was like you know 40 episodes ago or something like that it's possible so yeah that's not the, that's not why i'm bringing this up but this this happened and apparently at the, during this time, Fred Durst somehow ran into Eddie Van Halen in a club in L.A. and they joke and they joked about how it'd be hilarious if quote the or actually I'm not quoting but there I read a quote where he basically said uh, the world's worst band has the world's best guitarist. <laughs> so they're like, okay, Van Halen, he's got a good sense of humor, so he plays along with this and he goes he goes and they, he jams with them and I guess at some point I don't know how it was going necessarily but at some point somebody busted some weed out and i guess eddie van halen's like maybe now maybe has always been super anti-weed and he just like bailed he took off so he next day he's trying to call fred durst to like get his gear back he brought amps and guitars and shit over and nobody's picking up so what happens is, is eddie van halen apparently owned a an assault vehicle he had bought a military assault vehicle at the time that had a giant gun mount on the back of it. Come on. And he drove through LA to Beverly Hills where they had been practicing to maybe Fred Durst's house. I don't know (laughs) to get his fucking gear, his amps and guitars back (laughs) in an assault vehicle. So, uh, I guess he like, you know what, this is, this is actually a good time for me to, uh, for me to bust out some quotes here because I can't possibly do this justice. Um, so uh, he was pretty pissed off. Um, <laughs> quote: <clears throat> He got out wearing no shirt, his hair in a samurai bun on top of his head, his jeans held up with a strand of rope, and combat boots held together by duct tape. And he had a gun in his hand. <laughs> no, no, not the gun from the assault vehicle that he drove over. A, a, a sidearm. A sidearm. Yeah. I'll continue the quote from Van Halen himself. <clears throat> that asshole answered the door. I put my gun to that stupid fucking red hat of his, and I said, where's my shit, motherfucker? That fucking guy just turned to one of his employees and starts yelling at him to grab my shit. I'll continue. Uh, Eddie Van Halen stood on the front lawn of residential... Oh, wait, this is from... This is from this is from the book itself. Eddie Van Halen stood on the front lawn of a residential home in Beverly Hills in broad daylight, smoking a cigarette while holding a gun on Fred Durst as he went back and forth from the house of the assault vehicle, lugging amps and guitars. Oh my God, he made him move all that shit with a gun to his head. 
with a gun to his head. Oh my I man, I'm torn, man. Cuz I love Fred Durst, but like that might be one of the most badass things a rock star has ever fucking done, dude. I there it, this is like some Tiger King level of yes. of, of sh- not I, I mean, don't even yes, believe okay, this. Story. Obviously the the payoff is insane and unbelievable. But the fact that Van Halen jammed with Limp Biscuit yeah, I mean, I that, see that, that is way even that is way crazier to me. <laughs> you got a point there. I want to see that footage, man. Like, did he play their songs and then they're like, do a solo? Because you'd have to have him doing solos. You can't just be like, was he doing the West Borland tapping parts on a you know four string guitar with only like A strings on there? Did he put in black contact lenses? And... Oh my god! Wow, no I just shit. got really riled up about that. And I hold on. I've so there's a book. The story there's like three a book or four about times. this now. There's, There's a, a book? book coming out called uh, Eruption in the Canyon, and oh, this is a story yes. uh, Van Halen himself, I guess, telling. Wow. Well, I'm I'm in. So that's a riff li- a pre riff library right there. That was uh, a pre. That we get a double. We get a double today. Double we do because library. this and the payoff is not going to be anywhere nearly as insane, but uh, <laughs> arguably more worth worth your time because it's about one of my favorite albums of all time that I uh, just busted out the vinyl this morning, and that is. Uh, by a band called Circle Takes the Square as the Roots Undo is the name of the record. Uh, okay. Came out in 2004. Are you, are you familiar with the old Circle Takes the Square? I've heard the name, but I have not listened to the band. So they're, uh, I, I guess they're sort of on hiatus, although I don't know because I, I actually tagged them in a Instagram story post this morning and they've already reposted. So maybe somebody's doing something with that band now. Um, but they've only ever put out two full length records. This one came out in 2004. The next one came out in like 2012. Um, and there you could, I would describe it as somewhere in like a post hardcore punk, but mm-hmm. with grind and weird art and, um, almost sort of kind of emo moments, I guess, but That's not like, not right like alley, dashboard dude. emo. Right. Uh, right, right. It's, it's intense. It's heavy. It's a lot of turn on a dime craziness. Um, dual vocalists. Uh, there's a, the female bass player and the male guitar player. Both do sort of like screaming and singing, which Excellent. is really cool. Okay. Um, but man, uh, so in itself, honestly, one of my favorite heavy albums of all time. I love it so much. But the, that's not even really what I want to talk about. There are two things that I want to talk about specifically with it. And one, I think it might be my favorite vinyl package, like piece of vinyl record that I own. In, in terms of the presentation and the way that it looks and the artwork and everything. It is awesome, really? dude. It's like, I can't even describe it. It's, it's got a, you know, a special splatter spray or like a multicolored plastic vinyl thing going on on the record itself. And then just the artwork, it's, it's a, a trifold that folds all the way out with big, giant, beautiful, all hand-drawn art. Oh, wow. All the lyrics are hand-drawn and, you know, handwritten and everything. And, and so I, the sort of the funny thing about this is I was actually, like I said, I posted this on Instagram earlier when I was listening to it. And then our good buddy, Mark, uh, texted me that not only like, does he know them and his friends with that dude, like he remembers, talking to him about that and shit and like how no shit yeah and so like so our my bandmate your former bandmate it was i was just like thinking about how this is my favorite piece of like vinyl artwork ever and he's like oh yeah like that's my buddy it's like kind of crazy wait uh, are they from like his hometown they're from savannah they... georgia and uh, mark oh where you know, went, to, went to school down there yeah, yeah where all those yeah. dudes all of our buddies went down to Fuck yeah, dude. savannah art school down there design, I, whatever I know we get into it sometimes about this but like 
I think we both have this like little part of our heart that just loves a little bit of screamo hardcore. You know, it's just it's fun, man. It's fun. Well, it's a pretty music, big dude. part of my heart. It's it, I I was into that for a good solid few years there back in the Same day. Here. Yeah. Um. But and so I, the artwork holds up. But the the thing that I remember being important to me when I was really into them, but then also sort of reconnecting with when I was listening today is honestly how good the lyrics are for this band. Really? Like, oh man, I meant to, I meant to grab some quotes to, to read here, but I don't, I don't need to, but there's my, my favorite song on the record is called Crow Quill. Mm-hmm. And you honestly, the, the, the lyrics are just a, a really cool poem more or less. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, there are some rhymes and things, but it's more sort of free flowing than that. It's honestly, I'm not a lyric dude, despite, having written lyrics for a lot of bands I've been in and such, but I, I n- almost never listen to them when I'm listening to music and they're a band where I totally try to pay attention to lyrics. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to listen to that today, dude. I'm pretty sure it's got to be on Spotify and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. 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 For uh, sure. If not, I'll, I'll rip the vinyl record. Yeah. The, uh, please uh, put, put it on your over. USB uh, turntable and send it. No, no, I will say though, it actually, it is one of the albums that it's, it's, it's just kind of mind boggling to me when it doesn't happen, but because this was a re-release of it with all the fancy expanded artwork right. and everything, right. um, they, you know, included the MP3 download as well. So for those of oh. us that would like to still have our own owned digital copies of things, uh, it does have that, and it really, really incenses me when I buy modern vinyl that doesn't include that at this point. At this point, it's like, what is it? It costs the band $0 to do something like that. So. Yeah, you just got to have a little server space. That's really it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. A good rack, Circle man. takes a square Fuck yeah. as the roots undo. Love it. Uh, all right. We're gonna, you know what? Um, don't have it to hold a whole ton. A couple things I wanted to talk about in future gear today. We already talked about one of them, Soundation, Collab Live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I want to sort of put a bow on that really quick because I think that you and I should make a song together and see like see what just using like the the free version of or whatever see if you can you and i can put together a song in soundation collab live what do you think let's do it man keep it little keep gear, it nice little keep, gear buds tune keep it nice and simple for me maybe standard tuning and i could uh, well, i could jam with i'll, you, I'll go telly standard <laughs> tuning <laughs> thanks dude yeah then i'm in man for sure maybe drop d okay i'll do that i'll, I'll do a maybe I'll, I'll drop myself you know maybe 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 we'll maybe maybe mess around all right uh okay so another thing that i learned about this week um there's no pricing or availability details yet but there's this company called fine gear and they have unveiled something called the dust collector which i think is a fucking rad name oh yeah uh, and it, it is an analog multi-effects unit okay. so it's uh, you know obviously there are so many amazing digital multi-effects units out there right now. We all use and line six makes and all these, I mean, even tied so many companies make digital multi-effects units at this point, mm-hmm. but very, very few make analog multi-effects units where it's, you know, uh, this, this one has actually has some oscillators built into it. Uh, tape saturator, you know, sort of like, um, distortion yeah. spring reverb with a real spring Ooh. delay and phaser. Uh, built into this thing and it's it's pretty big i think it's it's mostly designed as something to sort of work with like a euro rack system you know sort of custom modular synth thing but i just think it's so badass and this this was this was the norm you know 30 years ago but i think it's so badass that someone has made this really cool sounding and really musical but uh you know multi-effect unit built with all the original analog components that that we're we're modeling with digital stuff anyways yeah you don't see a lot of analog shit um, with stuff like this. So this is, yeah, 
I it's I it's taking the best from the past and bringing it in the future in a way so you can use it with your synth. Or I mean, it, it totally you could get away. You could run guitars into it. It also generates its own sound too. So you like the oscillators in there. I would use probably more for LFO type effects and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it does generate its own sound on its own too. So it technically is a synthesizer in itself. Um, but I don't know. I just I got, I I read about this and I was just like so charmed by the idea. And it's and not only that, it sounds really good. Um, I think the coolest thing about it though that i that i haven't really seen before is that, like i said it has a real spring reverb tank so it's like a full spring and a, and a tank in there but they've left the um essentially the top of it off like the uh, maybe there is a way to cover it but the demo i saw it was off so you could actually touch the spring and and touching the spring itself Whoa. while you're using it sounded fucking awesome dude, <laughs> oh, dude. yeah it was really neat uh, do they have a pre- wanna... like a release or anything like when no this... there's no information about okay. release or pricing there was i can't remember it's the the article i read about it came from one of the recent um big sort of like european synthesizer um festivals i maybe super booth or something like that or conferences i should say Fuck uh, yeah, trade show. So, what would be something yeah. like what would be something comparable if you wanted one like right now i mean is there anything out there even if it's from like the 70s or whatever like yeah is there anything that exists that you could do the same thing with not directly i don't know anything that had a real spring reverb in there like that too yeah you would have to sort of patch together a bunch of different boxes to do to do that kind of stuff right um so i i don't i've never seen anything that covers all of these bases like this does there are things like i mean even ibanez and and boss and, and companies back in the day did make uh vintage units that had multiple analog effects in there in fact yeah. also there's um i think it's is it tech 21 makes uh, a, 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 a few different ones they're digitally controlled but they do still have some analog effects in there where it's like i think they're called the fly rig maybe where it'll have a tuner and a boost and uh, eq reverb and delay or something yeah, I like it'll have the, kind of uh, some of the main stuff in there I've, I've played with this old ibanez one that was like it was like a cream like a tan color yeah and it had um you know it had like, it had delay like the, like the tube screamer type um like yep. foot switches yeah on the there. little metal like foot switches yep. yeah it was awesome man and honestly i think i saw one the other day popped up for like 80 bucks on on reverb and i was like really i thought those would be like you know maybe a couple hundred because it's just kind of old and cool you know but i might have no i i have i have almost i have almost pulled the trigger on those types of things a number of times because i i do like the idea and they and you can still kind of patch them and you know it's not mm-hmm. like they have to be in that particular order where they're laid out um so yeah I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye on that the fine gear fine gear dust collector nice fine man. uh yeah. dude last thing that i want to talk about in future gear today Ew. before we go um i'm glad you watched the video too yes is this um guitar world posted <laughs> an article about leo fender's they called it a breadboard base which he would use to test pickups so they would wind the pickups and then he'd put them in and then just install them into a guitar after he tested them on this thing Exactly. Yeah. So th- th- it was, you know, designed to be super quick and easy for him when they're focusing on the sound of the pickup and the design of the pickup mm-hmm. to not have to like wire it through and fish the line through and solder and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like this was just like a, like a breadboard you'd have for building a, a pedal or any sort of electronic circuit where you can just quickly swap parts in and out without having to solder them in the back. And that was kind of the <laughs> idea with this thing, but it was really cool because, and this is sort of one of the points the article made is that he first put this together in the sixties, like, mm-hmm. you know, while still at pre-CBS at Fender, uh, it I don't think it had a I don't think it had a real bridge on it first, and then eventually he put like a just like a P-based bridge on there. Yeah. Then later, when he started Music Man, he changed the neck to a Music Man neck. Oh sure, right. And then later on, still in his last third and final company, GNL, when he was there, he actually installed the um, 
those MFD pickups that they make yes. on the base. So yeah. it, this is the one sort of, you can make the argument that it's like the one instrument that Leo himself best represents perhaps his entire career where with the beginnings of fender and where where it started from and and then eventually put the music man neck and then eventually you had the gnl pickups on there and and for anybody who like can't see it it's a slab of wood i mean it's literally a plank of wood right it's just like a plank yeah yeah it's it's just a little plank and it's It's got the uh the bridge on there and then and then it's got this nice like you know at at least the the one uh the version of it now is just like a music a music man neck and um yeah i think it was that's a 70s music man neck yeah and it's just bolted on there like slapped it on it's it's great and the new mft but that was the cool thing too is that there was a video and uh i don't remember the guy's name who was talking about it uh he got to demo it. And so we got to listen to what that bass sounds like. And it was, I was like, Oh, that that's awesome. Like it sounded really good to me. Yeah. It's freaking cool, man. It's cool that first of all, this just came out. Like I'm surprised I haven't heard of this, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know? Right. So, yeah. Cause like, exactly. They just it's, found it's it or something existed like, since the sixties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that part of it. How it yeah. came to it's somebody now has it. It's some guy from like a shop or a guitar shop or sure. maybe a repair shop or something has it. And he was a dude doing the demo. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know the, the sort of um, the, the history, back history of on, yeah. on the provenance of where it came from. Well, it is cool that they started it in the 60s because it's just, it's that whole like primitive way of looking at, you know, even how things were done by hand back then. They're like, nope, we need a piece of wood to slap these things onto and try, you know, put the strings on, make it as crude as possible just because we want to test these pickups out. You know, it just. That's so funny, right? I feel like now it would be, function. you know. Uh, an IR and a Kemper profile of it and then you can dude. just like digitally cycle through it and use the algorithm or whatever and back then it was yeah it was hammering yeah. nails and wiring some uh, or, it, uh, wire, or winding some pickups through like a shitty guitar amp or whatever they had laying around you know it's well probably wasn't shitty it was probably like a nice Princeton or something yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna guess uh, I'm gonna guess Leo Fender <laughs> didn't have any sh- too many shitty amps lying around unless, unless he was only using like those those Squire Pack uh, 10 waters that we all know and love oh I've got one right here man it's ready to go shit kicker right there yep oh man i feel uh i feel like we did it sounds good buddy well um yeah dude we've got a guest next week we'll be uh we'll be checking in on hopefully that all works out and uh you know be i i i'll be honest i feel like i've i've been sort of neglecting the instagram sometimes i haven't been feeling super motivated to like retake pictures of all the same same stuff around the house but sure, uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna make a little more of an effort to to, to do that i think you know it's a, it's good it's good to get those pictures out. let there. me ask you a question have you sat down and played any piano lately because i really want to sit down and play piano right now like, you know i, know I was why. going to here's the problem i realized as i was doing it that pre well, one of i've had these couple sort of long-standing projects that i've been meaning to either begin or complete and one of them uh that i began was to retune the piano mm. and i got up through about the lower octave really and quit because it was like it was a really truly maddening process to like it, because it isn't just like getting this them to sound right right like in tune at there are multiple strings so you have to tune each string individually oh wow. and then of course like they all it's not as bad as on a guitar but they have an influence each other's te- uh, tension has an influence on the rest of them so oh. it's just it's not There's an like ideal a balance thing. going on I, it is it is definitely a Rona project that I'm going to to take on one of these days but I just haven't gotten to it yet but I agree man I I've, I've been I've been kind of hankering for a little piano time I I have been doing some synth some synth playing have but you? not um not actual piano yeah I sat down yesterday and finally like wrote a song for the first time and like well I've I've been sick you know for like almost a week pretty much a week um I haven't felt like even doing anything but I I wrote a song yesterday I was like you know what I got up early 
had some coffee and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to write a song on the guitar. Dude. I don't care if it's like a pop song with four chords. I'm just going to check it out. Something. Well, uh, why don't we, why don't we collaborate on, on that on the old foundation collab live? Yeah, let's do that, man. Let's definitely do that. Sick. Yeah. All right. Love it, brother. All right, man. Well, I love you. Um, anything else for today? No, I think we're good, man. And and also, uh, non-Gearbuds related, I do want to say, if you're not watching uh, ESPN's documentary on the Chicago Bulls right now, uh, we can't be friends. It's it's, <laughs> it's one of the great... And I was going to bring it up during Dave's Docs, just because it was kind of like a side... It's like a side piece right now for me. But uh, I know you're watching it. I encourage everybody to watch it as well. It's delightful. Episodes two, three and four are on this evening. I Damn have right. it marked on my calendar, reminder in my phone. I don't oh, need yeah. a reminder. I'm, I'm so excited about yeah. it. It's Yeah, it's... I mean, I think... To a generation of people younger than us, they didn't get to see Jordan, so it's right. probably not going to be as big of a deal. But I mean, especially growing up in Chicago, it was just such a major part of life yes. that it's 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 the timing of the release couldn't be better. I'm so happy they pushed it up and got it out now Me while too. we're all fucking going crazy at home. <laughs> Me too, man. Well, I hope I hope this episode maybe helps a little bit to to distract you from going crazy at home. I know it did for me, mm-hmm. and uh, absolutely. We'll be back next week. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you too, man. I'll talk to you soon.